Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Social Podcast, where we help you discover your own personal business model and simplify the process of creating, marketing, and growing that business. My name is Jill, and I am your host. Since this is episode number one, I wanted to introduce myself and tell you a little bit about my background. My name is Jill Fox, and I currently live in Orange County, California. But I grew up in Richfield, Connecticut, which is a small, beautiful New England town. And I went to a small college uh, in rural Vermont called Norwich University, where I earned a BS degree in business. And I was a cheerleader all throughout both high school and college. So luckily, I had just enough dance and tumbling skills to be able to handle the uh, talent portion of the Miss Vermont pageant. My cheerleading coaches at the time talked me into giving it a try and much to both my surprise and my family's surprise, I actually won and I represented Vermont in the Miss America pageant during my junior year in college. And that was just an incredible opportunity for this young girl from small town New England. It taught me so much and uh, mostly how to be brave and how to speak in public, which I think most people have a fear of, and I actually think it's fun. So thank you so much, Miss America Organization. After college, I worked for an airline called People Express Airlines, and this airline was very different than most of the traditional ones at the time in that they hired a bunch of customer service managers and trained us all in multiple different capacities. And um, it was a great learning experience because you really had to think on your feet. You know, there was um, one night when the weather was really, really bad in New Jersey and we had to cancel a flight. And I had 200 stranded passengers yelling at me. And here's my little five foot three self. And I had to actually stand on top of the counter to get control of the situation. And to my surprise, I actually did get control of the situation and, you know, got everyone settled down so that they could get taken care of, whether it be with hotel or protection on another flight later the next day. The other incident that happened to me at People Express Airlines was that there was a specified bomb threat on a flight that I was working between Newark, New Jersey and Jacksonville, Florida. And what that means is that the person called in a bomb threat specific to that exact flight. And we did not find out about it until we were already airborne at about 20,000 feet. So fortunately, uh, the pilots made the right decision. They um, landed us in Jacksonville. We had to evacuate the plane in the middle of the runway. And luckily, the situation ended peacefully and it was a hoax. But it's very scary when you're going through it and you have to be you have to be tough. So um, I think those are two important lessons I learned from People Express and how to be a great teammate. There was just such a great group of people there that it made the job so much fun. After relocating to Northern Virginia and uh, People Express had been sold to Continental Airlines at that time, I worked as both a customer service manager and a recruiter for Continental Airlines. And this meant that I hired the ground personnel, basically ticket agents and uh, the ramp agents and the gate agents. So this gave me great insight into the characteristics of people that would be good employees, would be trustworthy, would stick around, would be 
great to work with, people you can count on. So that was um, eye-opening as well. Not wanting to travel anymore, I left the airline and became the executive assistant for U.S. Senator James Jeffords. He was a Republican senator from Vermont at the time, and I worked in his Capitol Hill office. I was also his liaison on the Senate Arts and the Senate Tourism Caucuses. So this was during the Gulf War, which was a really interesting time to be in that position. We would get quite a few calls from constituents in Vermont voicing their opinion, and um, you got to hear a lot of how they felt and what they thought and what was important to them. And one of the um, biggest takeaways I think I have from this job is watching Jim Jeffords. He did what was right all the time. He was not always popular with his colleagues. Um, you know, they may want him to vote one way on a particular bill. And if he didn't feel that it was 100% right, he wouldn't do it. So he um, showed me how important character and conviction is and how to stand up for yourself and, and put that above and beyond anything else. I left that job to become a full-time mom to my beautiful baby girl, Jordan, and three years later to my beautiful baby boy, Tanner. And as all of you parents know, you have no idea how much you can love someone until you have a child or two of your own, and I'm so incredibly proud of both of them. They're both grown now, and they're amazing people. And they have taught me so much, both personally and professionally. Um, a fun side note about that is both of my kids are successful entrepreneurs, as is my 82-year-old father who has a YouTube channel. So I'll tell you more about that in another podcast because they're really interesting as well. Staying home with the kids was my number one priority and my husband's number one priority as well. And he had a really good job and he had good benefits, but... I had just given up a full-time income, so I needed to figure out something that would give me some additional income so I could help out, even though I was staying at home with the kids. As luck would have it, um, and before technology took over every one of these jobs, my husband's company needed someone to help them with their direct mail marketing. So um, this is not as fancy as it sounds. What I did was put labels on postcards, 10,000 at a time. And I think I made $150 a month doing this job. So um, I was just excited to get any money at all and be able to still stay home with my daughter. I, I remember calling my dad and saying, Dad, you paid for four years of college and I'm literally sticking labels on postcards right now. And um, of course, he didn't care at all because he was happy that I could be home with my daughter as well. But um, the nice thing is that that job, led to another job. And the company called and, and asked if I could handle their collections. And of course, I said yes, because I could do it from home. So again, not automated, I would flip open the binder, um, look at a bunch of written logs in this binder, and then dial people by phone, talk to them and try to collect the money they owed. So um, this was great because now I had two part-time jobs from home. And then I got a third one from the same company. They called me and asked me if I could do their newsletter. And I said, sure, I'll do it. Um, then I learned how to do it because I didn't know before. But it worked out fine. And of course, I put all the time and effort in I needed to make it 
really professional and do a great job for them. So now I had three part-time jobs I could do from home to bring in some income. And this was really great for us. Several years later, our family relocated to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for my husband's new job. So um, I took on several volunteer jobs. As soon as we got there, I started a Daisy Girl Scout troop with two other moms. I was one of the chair persons for the school's PTO and I would help in the kids classrooms and I was team mom for their little like t-ball and soccer teams Um, and that kept me busy but I really needed to supplement our income because I no longer had those jobs that were back in Virginia. Um, So what I decided to do at this time was use the skills I had learned from those old jobs that I had before moving and I started my own business and I called it Fox Newsletter Services. So it was almost as if I was doing social media on paper um, and by mail, which I know that sounds weird, but there was no social media then. So this was the best way for them to communicate those types of things that you would now post on social media with their customers. And this added a whole nother set of skills to my resume because I had to learn the content writing. Um, I had to learn some graphic design and I also had to learn to work with the contracted printer in making sure everything came out well and on time. Next stop for our family was Orange County, California, where we still live today. And as soon as we arrived, I started volunteering again because that's that's really important to me. And I've done it for years and years. And I actually think it's important for everyone to do something, to, whatever they can do. Um, but I also took on the job of spirit wear coordinator at my kids' elementary schools. And oh my gosh, I can't even count the number of soccer, baseball, hockey, basketball teams that I was the team mom for. And in addition, I worked in each kid's classroom once a week. I also spent a lot of hours up in Hollywood sitting on sets while my kids were acting. Um, Never a dull moment in our family. So I had to learn the whole child acting world, the labor laws, um, you know, what's expected of both the parents and the kids while they're on set. And I also had to help the kids accept rejection when they didn't get a part. Uh, that's kind of tough. Um, because I learned all that information, I was even asked to speak to a group of parents who wanted to get their kids into acting. And I have written three really popular blog posts on how to get your kids into acting on my personal blog, which I just do for fun. Um, so again, a lot of opportunity, a lot of experiences. And, you know, what was really neat was you think, you know, you hear all these stories about how horrible Hollywood is and this and that. We did not have a single bad experience in all the years my kids were acting. So it was a great opportunity. And I really saw them grow from having that opportunity. In 2006, my daughter was actually given the lead role in a TV pilot. And it turned out amazing. But unfortunately, it didn't get picked up. But Um, At that time, I was asked to join the newly forming production company that was shooting this pilot, 
as a part owner, and I took on the jobs of um, basically like the office manager, and I dealt with all the child actors. And we, gosh, there were days we had 30 or 40 on set with us. So um, it was a a big job. Again, a lot of new skills I learned. Um, You know, this company filmed not only the TV pilot, but we filmed a few commercials, and one of them was actually purchased by Procter & Gamble. So that was that was really amazing. Um, we filmed some corporate videos, a promo for the cable company, um, just, you know, a variety of things in the, I guess it was maybe six years or so when we had the company. And this is where I learned how to um, create an LLC, obtain tax ID numbers, what type of insurance coverage this business needed, and so many other things. And all of those things helped me when I created my own business a few years later. Around that time, I became the manager for both my son's high school hockey team and the hockey program at the college he was planning on attending. Now, the college one actually started from scratch, which was an incredibly difficult experience, but... um, but one we saw to the finish line, and it was definitely worth it. Um, at that time, I had 50 boys on five teams that I was managing. And it was fun to be there for those kids in that capacity. They were really awesome kids. So, um, you know, creating the one program, I had to learn to deal with the school. Uh, you know, what documents do they need? Um how, how do you begin a new sport on campus? How do you um, get this to get to be approved? It's really difficult. And here I was, I'm a parent. So technically, I'm not even part of that school. So that was another hurdle I had to overcome. But um, you have to be creative and not give up. And every time the college would come back and say, Oh, no, you can't do it because of this or because of that, I would find a solution to the problem. And we finally, months and months later, got this program approved and up and running. And it was so worth it because the that same year, the first year the team was in existence at the college, the boys won the junior college national championship. And they were so appreciative and happy and it just was such an incredible experience for them that all that hard work was totally worth it. Shortly after that, I was offered a part-time job from home again as a social media manager on a contract basis. So I was managing the operations um, for seven different schools that were all under the same company's umbrella. And that was so great for me because, again, we had one in college, so I needed a little bit more income. And um, when that company sold, though, the contract ended, and again, I didn't have a job, but I had really, really honed my social media skills. So it was great. And it led me to my next opportunity. So this time I decided I was going to start my own company and I created Fox Social Media. And the truth is that I first learned social media because I wanted to keep tabs on my oldest child when she was on social media. So my daughter, who is now 26, and she has a daughter of her own, actually, um, she still tells people how I would ground her if she unfriended me on Facebook because she wasn't allowed to hide things. So um, it's kind of funny, but... um, that was actually why I learned it. I never dreamed at the time that I would have my own business and this would be my livelihood. Um, but I guess 
starting this business was the hardest part. And my first client was actually my son's former hockey coach, who I worked for completely for free for three months. Then he referred me to the owner of a local gym who hired me. And from there, my business just snowballed. In late 2009, I found out that I had breast cancer. And having lost my mother to this disease when she was just 43 years old, I was always on top of my checkups. Um, A mammogram actually detected the cancer when it was very, very small and had not spread. And so I was very fortunate. Um, I did choose to have a double mastectomy and reconstruction. And I'm still thankful to this day that I made that choice. That was absolutely the right choice for me. And I have been breast cancer free for over eight years now. After healing from that surgery, I joined two genetic research studies, and my hope was that by doing so, I could contribute information that would help researchers find a cure or better treatment methods, um, anything to improve the outcome of this disease. And uh, my genetic testing results showed that I had a variance of unknown significance in a gene that's tied to both breast and ovarian cancer. And the variance is not a defect. So there was nobody saying, oh, you're going to get both of these types of cancer. It just was strictly, hey, there's something different about this gene. We don't know what it is. Um, Anyway, that being said, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in late 2013. And once again, it was caught very early. I had another very, very major surgery, but I've been cancer-free ever since. And I call myself the poster child for early detection. Um, Early detection is everything. And anyone that I meet, whether I know them or not, if they tell me they haven't had their checkups, they're going to get a lecture from me. I kind of feel that's my, um, that's part of my reason for being and reason for going through this is to help others and, and, and make sure they are out there getting checked themselves. Um, but cancer teaches you that you're way stronger than you ever imagined. And I think that's probably the most important skill that you can have. Over the years, Fox social media has been a huge blessing, and I have some awesome clients, and some of them are even my friends now, so um, I'm very thankful for that. I get to work from home, I control my own schedule, and I love what I do, and that's not something that most people can say. Um, I've been asked to train social media managers at various companies. I've spoken at different events, and I've even been asked to guest lecture at a prominent local university. I've run the social media operations for businesses in health, law, and education, which are all regulated industries. So I'm thankful for the trust that those business owners put in me. I've also worked with companies in the fields of sports, charity, fitness, nonprofit, fashion, TV and film production, talent management, online retail, magazine publication, solar energy, and more. So there's never a dull moment in my business. It's always fun. I always get to do and see and learn new things. And I love helping these businesses grow and also reach out and grow the relationships with their customers, both new and existing. And I continue to educate myself on all facets of social media, marketing, sales, e-commerce, affiliate marketing, blogging, entrepreneurship, um, 
YouTube, podcasting, everything. And I've been selling on eBay for over 10 years. I've also recently private labeled two products, had them manufactured, and am currently selling them on Amazon. So um, I think it's important to have multiple streams of income. The other thing that I do through my blogs is some affiliate marketing. So I will recommend only products and services that I believe in. But that also lends just another small um, stream of income. Although it sounds like a lot of hats to wear, I'm actually just combining all of the skills that I've developed over the years. So I'm using all those skills to make my own personal business model. Um, It's just amazing how well all those things integrate together. And it's similar to like if you're working a nine to five job and you're doing different tasks throughout the day, what I do is no different than that. But being an entrepreneur is the only job that checks everything off on my wish list. And things like my number one is I have to work from home. I have to control my own schedule. I absolutely have to. I have been at home for 26 years now and I just can't go back and work for someone else outside of the house. So um, to me, that is the number one most important thing. I also love what I do. Um, I have multiple streams of income, which I think is enormously important in today's economy. Um, I've just seen so many people laid off and losing jobs that they've had for years and years and done a great job at. So I think it's important to control your own destiny and have multiple sources of income so that if one is slowing down, you've got others that um, are there to pick you up. And I also love it because there's no cap on my income. Uh, You know, all the jobs I had in the past, it was, oh, you got a 3% raise this year. You worked really hard. You did a great job. And that's all you can get. So being an entrepreneur meets all of the I can't say requirements, but checks all the things off on my wish list. So um, I am very fortunate to be able to do what I do. Everyone has built up skill sets over the years, and sometimes it just takes going through the exercise of writing them all down to realize what skills you actually have. And I hope that hearing my story kind of brings you around to do the same thing. Um, And when you do write down all these skills and you combine your skill sets, what would your personal business model look like? What would you love to do? In the comments below, you will see a link. And if you click on that link, it will take you to my website where you can request a copy of my Find Your Own Business Model Worksheet. This worksheet is completely free and it just helps you go through the same exercise basically like I did here on this podcast so that you can find your own personal business model. Thank you so much for listening and I'm really excited to be preparing the next podcast which will teach you step by step exactly how to find your own perfect personal business model.